Welcome to Scratched Up Art. We are discussing touring today and planning our first tour and doing it DIY because who can afford a booking agent? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so that's what we're discussing today. We have Casey with us. Hey. And we have Janelle with us. Hi there. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, I it's been a few weeks since I wrote the blog. Uh, I've been really busy, and every week I'm like, I need to set up with the girls to do our podcast, and I just didn't. <laughs> I mean, how could you? You you do it. You're doing it all. <laughs> I've been very busy. <laughs> um, uh, but we're here to talk about it now, and it's perfect timing too. Because hopefully soon we'll be planning a tour again. Because things are reopening. Woo! <laughs> um, so let's start with you, Casey. I know you guys have actually like gone a few places on like short tours. Mm-hmm. Um, did how did you guys book that? Like, what did you do? What was it like? Um, well, we usually delegate tour tour booking to um, a specific member of our band. Um, And he's been on like longer tours. So his whole uh, process is he likes to get to know the, you know, the the people that he books with first, like having um, like a rapport with them. And that's how we've done it in the past. Uh, We went to Vegas for a weekend. Um, the very first time we went out outside of California to play. And I think we played a place that, or every place we played was a place that he had been to before. And same thing when we went to Portland, like he already kind of had an in there. Um, but obviously that's not, you know, always going to be the case. You're not always going to know, you know, who's running what, what uh, venue. And uh, especially now with like, you know, different venues are closing, different venues are opening yeah. after, the pandemic it's got to be a lot harder so you know I just remember very like I think the best way to do it um for sure is like right before the pandemic when we were all sitting at your house and just like <laughs> writing down different people's information um and like trying to like reach out to people through there I mean obviously we couldn't have predicted that the whole world was going to shut down but prior to the think world that was like one day before everything shut down yeah it was like it was like right March before 12th. yeah yeah and I was so excited too I had like I had a whole like roster of people I was ready to message and be like hey we're getting ready to go out on tour blah 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 and and it just there were a few people that had gotten back to me and were like yeah if things start to open back up we'd love to have you guys and then things just stayed closed (laughs) so yeah I'm excited to try it again (laughs) that was also when we thought like oh this will only be a month so we had a lot of places too that were like, okay, well, we'll, I think we waited till May, May to, officially. to like officially cancel. Cause we just kept going, maybe it will all go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. May for the summer time. Like so we were just had to wait as long as we could and then, you know, rip it, rip off the bandaid. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's, you know, kind of like you said, that is how we did it too, was we just, Janelle and I decided back in October of 2019, we were like, we're going to do this tour. And so then we had some meetings and discussed how we wanted to do it. I looked up RVs and like priced them out, how much it would be to rent it. Um, because there was no way we were going on tour without a place that I could lay down. Caitlin could go to the bathroom so we didn't have to stop every half hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, just enough room for us to spread out a little bit too, if we needed to. And it came with the food, like the place for the food and the um, place for us to sleep and shower if we needed to. And yeah. So it was kind of like we were saving money on hotels and food and all of that. And it came out to be cheaper. So, but, so we did all that first, but then, yeah, when we started, Janelle and I would just have work days like that one that you joined in on where we literally just like wrote down places in a notebook that we thought we might fit in with. I think that's like Casey mentioned with, um, a member of her band who had a rapport with people that's the thing with with not having it is you really have to try and pay attention to what the venue wants yeah because you may not be the best fit and that's okay because you know if i'm a singer songwriter i'm not gonna go play at some like heavy metal club or mm-hmm. you know like that's not what they're looking for um and so we so. had to research every mm-hmm. place that we wrote down to mm-hmm like we'd go look it up and be like what kind of music do they have here or the nice thing is we used indie on the move and if it's on indie on the move they will tell you flat out like oh this is what we're looking for um yeah and they always list like who to contact specifically what their number is their business hours it's great so you're not like going in blind just like looking like what I was doing beforehand was I would just like look at venues in the area that I wanted to be for a specific night. Like, let's say I wanted to play Denver on a Tuesday. Cause that works for our tour schedule. I just look at all of the bars and like, they obviously are not writing like on their websites. They don't have the booking agent's name or anything. You're just like blindly, you know, sending emails. Right. And right. then it just gets lost in the void because they're also getting emails from people that didn't enjoy their dinner the night before or yeah. you no know, right. contractors or whoever. So they see a ban and they're like, that's not my business. And then they just, you know, delete it. They don't even forward it out. So mm-hmm. Indie on the Move is such a useful tool for um, independent artists to even have a fighting chance because yeah, like you said, like the likelihood of having a relationship already or a contact at a venue is so, you know, finite, so small. Like it's just mm. not, it's not plausible for most people who are just starting out, even people that have been doing it for years, because if you've only played in the state that you live in, right. You know, how, how else, how are you supposed to make these no, contacts? Yeah. yeah. It's always blown me away. Like the, what they want from people. And it's like, well, okay, that's cool. You know, I, I get you want someone who's going to bring a draw in, but got to start somewhere. And, uh, right. you yeah. know, it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily at this low level. I just, I got to start somewhere. <laughs> well, that's, so I had actually, when we first started, I reached out to Marshall 
mm-hmm. um, Reverend Red, and Ooh. I reached out to Matthew from the Colonies. And I was like, you guys tour all the time. What do you use? And they both said Indie on the Move. Ooh. Yeah, and they so, tour a lot. Yeah, they do. And so I went and checked it out. And then it was like $9 a month. But like, I sign up for a month and write down just pages of contacts of where I want to go. And then I'll, I'll skip until I need more contacts, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that Um, seems to be the meat of it is just getting a person to get in touch with. Finding Mm -hmm. the right person to get in touch with too. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause I, I hate calling a place and bothering them when they're trying to just run their business yet. You know, I know they want music, but that's not what that phone line or, you know, emails for is necessarily supposed to be for, or it's a catch all for everything. And then you just get lost in the mess. Like Casey said, yeah, like into the void. So that, that was the nice thing was, so we, we did, we sat down and we kind of mapped out like different directions we could go um to get up to where we were going because we were just going to go up the coast Mm -hmm. so we like mapped out different towns that we could stop at and then we just looked them up and we were like we type in indie on the move like okay we want to go to half moon bay or somewhere around there sacramento yeah yeah and then we just write down all the places and we did that for each of the different routes we had yeah I think that honestly finding out the exact route you want to go might be one of the hardest parts of figuring out a tour I know that right now we're thinking about what we want to do and initially we were like okay well we'll just go um we wanted to play in Port- or in Phoenix because our friends in snail mate um work at a venue out there mm-hmm. um and if anybody's listening that loves snail mate they're awesome <laughs> check them out um <laughs> And they tour six months out of the year. Like they're gods. They get in their little scion because yeah, they're just two people. (laughs) So they bring all their stuff in their little scion and they're just gone for six, seven months out of the year. Um, And I can't do that. I don't know how to, I don't have the, I don't have it in me, but we were thinking about going through Phoenix, through Albuquerque, Santa Fe, going up to Denver and just going like around the, you know, the West side of the country. But then there's also the possibility of, and I know that I don't know if you guys have been toying with this idea too of picking a city and like really trying to like spend a week in that city and like make it like we were thinking like maybe Nashville and we've got tons of friends out there um mm-hmm. like a friend Lewis lives like mm-hmm. 20 minutes outside you know Lewis and yeah a couple of other friends out in the city and or just even in the outskirts of that area and there's places to play every night of the week so we could spend a week there you know re- rent out friends gear or use friends gear um which was which is a great option too and i know that yeah. um, thrift stores doing that thrift store troopers are going to i think they're going to north carolina first and they're touring with a band and just sharing gear which is a great option that is a good it's possible for sure yeah 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 um and- i always think about like how do i get all this crap right <laughs> yeah yeah like, how do i take <laughs> how do i take a full drum set uh, 80 pound keyboard mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all of Jesse's like buttons and knobs on his <laughs> on his pedal board like how do we bring all of that with us 
but yeah, I mean, I know that our friend Lewis was like, well, if you guys fly out to, you just take a flight to Nashville and then you can borrow our band's gear. Um, we'll book like a whole week. And then, so when they want to come out to LA, they have our gear and our place to stay. Mm-hmm. So it works out both ways. They're both huge cities that you can, yeah. you can play in every, you can play in that same city for an entire week mm-hmm. and not see the same people, which is great. And really try and make like a splash and like put down some roots in this particular town, which I also think is a great option that I don't think a whole lot of people think about. They're just like, oh, I just got to go to a lot of places. But let's right. say I'm playing like right. a random city in Alabama and only five people show up. Like, yeah, I played in Alabama, but like, yeah, well, h- how lucrative was that leg of my tour? When mm-hmm. we had planned our tour, like our main stop was going to be in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And so we had a place to stay in Bend, Oregon, and we had a place to stay in Albany, which was just right outside of Portland. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. I think maybe an hour, two hours away. Um, And so what we had planned was like, we, we've made a few stops, but then we had, I want to say three or four shows in and around Bend. Yeah, Bend had a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah. They're a big like music place. And then we were and then we were gonna go over to Albany and then stay there for three or four days and play around there. And um because of the same thing well, because of that, like you can go fewer places and play and you know you have a place to stay. Yeah, which is and... one of the biggest, you know things to worry about especially as women <laughs> on yeah. tour where can we stay that's safe that I like I don't want to I don't want some yeah. random person at the bar to be like oh you can you know you can just crash at my place and like yeah there are men in our bands but you know it's a tour is a scary and place I, for a lady I'm also <laughs> just not staying the night in a Walmart parking lot like <laughs> I know people say that they do that but I'm just not doing it <laughs> and maybe I'm not sacrificing enough for my art or whatever but that's I draw the line <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, the part you don't cross <laughs> <laughs> I remember too and like talking about the root of it we had we had a route in mind we kind of mapped out like a basic what we wanted to do and then as we started booking places it would fill in some of those holes and then we we were able then we were able to book something with another venue but it it was not necessarily on the way so then that made us kind of switch up our route a little bit and and Mm. like like there's it's interesting though like the more you dabble with like scheduling and booking and all of that it's you kind of have to just put the pieces together where they fit it like yeah. you, like you might have a plan or a rough draft in mind but sometimes it doesn't work out that way and like be willing to be like and stuff it is good for them too because then like, they notice that <laughs> like, oh. yeah like you can really understand why people like their whole job is literally to book bands and like why we pay them the big bucks because like yeah the headache of knowing that you need X amount of shows mm-hmm. um, to play, to fill out the week that you're gone to even make the trip worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah sometimes, you know, you, you think this is, this route makes the most sense, but the, this, there's not a, like certain venues have, well, you can't play within this X amount of mile radius. Yeah. 
it within the same yeah. weekend, which is that already on itself really throws a wrench into to problem or into things. So then you have to change it where I have to drive 90 miles out of my way mm-hmm. because otherwise I can't even play this venue because they won't book me. Cause they're, you know, I understand venues being like, well, if you're playing two shows in the same city, you know, people might go to the other show and not ours and we need our dollar and like, yeah, sure. I but also that. like market better. That's not my fault. Right? I'm trying. It feels <laughs> like, you know, you can't put a monopoly on a band. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just trying to do their thing and make a living. And, you know, like you said, if they're marketing their venue, then they shouldn't maybe have as much money as you. I would hope. <laughs> I don't yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. I remember like to like Janelle and I got together once or twice a week and would yeah, like we were doing it. and we'd spend like from she'd pick me up at like 10 in the morning we'd grab a starbucks and we'd be at her place to like six at night researching places and putting stuff like contacting people and emailing people and, yeah um it's a big chunk of time to do that I want to say we probably emailed at least 100 to 200 places. And how many places got back to you? <laughs> uh, well, we had booked our whole, we had pretty much, we had one more day to fill. And our whole tour would have been booked and we would have broken even. And nice. I, I think it was, I mean, we had a good handful of people that responded back. Um yeah. I don't remember. I would say it was me. I'm like, I'm like, we did. We emailed that many. <laughs> like, yeah. I would say it was about 20% maybe got back to us. Wow. I did so hear like sometimes contacts change too. So, like, there's oh, those, yeah. Those types of things. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did get a piece of advice from, um, we're like friends with this goth band called Soft Kill. And they are like the, you know, freaking royalty of doing it yourself. Uh, they're not, I don't, I think they may be just signed to a label, but they are a very, very successful band just doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. And thankfully that they've given, they give us the advice of if like, you can't, like, I know some venues don't want to book out of town shows. I know that you guys ran into this issue where they only wanted one out of town act on the bill. Yeah. Right. And I know that that's something that I've run into as well, where like, they're like, well, we don't want to book out of town bands because not everybody goes. And I can safely say for a fact, you know, being here in the music scene and where we live, you know, there's a venue out here that's one of the only venues to play at. And anytime there's an out of town band, if they're not like metal, nobody goes. And it's just like a ghost town for them. And so I understand the plight of, you know, booking agents going, well, we don't really want to you guys aren't really lucrative. So they were right. so our friends and soft kill suggested to find people. And I, this is even more work, but finding yeah. other bands that are kind of the same genre as you kind of, I mean, they don't have to be 100%, but like finding bigger bands in that area and asking if you can open for them. And yeah. they, because they already have the in that you don't have with the venue and there's right. a guaranteed crowd. And if they like you enough, all of their fans that want to see them will see you and maybe buy your merch. And then, then yeah. you can eat that night and you've got money for gas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And that's always super cool. So it, for us, it's really hard finding other, because we can't play the, 
the same exact type of shows that you guys can play where you can do um like three hour sets with like covers in between because we just unfortunately don't have that kind of repertoire in us um Mm. so yeah for us we most of the places that we play don't offer like money so we're we rely almost exclusively on people buying our merch Uh and that's that's pretty hard um because i just uh, like maybe sometimes we get paid in beer and that's fine right but that doesn't put gas pay the bill yeah right right Mm -hmm. beer doesn't fill up my gas tank um and depending on what kind of vehicle you're driving that can be a pretty detrimental (laughs) hit so you got to make it worth it and so for us also on top of finding you know the route that we want to take like are there any bigger bands that would want to play with us and hopefully create a rapport with them so let's say you know we scratch or they scratch our back by letting us open for them and then when they come to the LA LA area area. they got a place with us which I think you know, I know that like the music industry really is all about, you know, what can we do for each other? How is this like a mutual relationship? Mm-hmm. And I think that by, you know, proxy of where we live, I think that gives us somewhat of an advantage, thankfully, you know, it, maybe if right. we don't offer you an LA show specifically, like in Hollywood or something, like you guys can borrow our gear or you can stay at our house. Like, yeah. hopefully There's that's enough. That could be offered. In each yeah situation and that's you know that's very true because when we were booking our tour like we were like okay we want to go to like some of these cool places that maybe not pay as much but they're geared towards original music mm-hmm. but then we also hit up some like bar rooms that we were like oh yeah we can play covers and regular stuff or and originals mm-hmm. um and but get a little more money for it right yeah and that you know that was kind of our I think that was a big thing for us at least yeah that's huge I know that like I think Jesse even mentioned sorry our bass player my band even mentioned like is there a possibility we could learn covers so it's easier to book shows and in my head I was like I can barely remember the lyrics to my own songs man I don't think I could do more (laughs) that's asking for too much capacity in my brain (laughs) It takes a lot of capacity and like for someone like me who's easily distracted, it's it's not it's not an easy task. Well I mean oh, man. Yeah. we've discussed before that I have to cheat and use a tablet. But I don't blame you at all. Oh my god. <laughs> I honestly contemplated using one for my own stuff and I was like, oh, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but someday yeah. if we start to have more stuff, like literally. And I was telling the boys this too. Sometimes when I'm on stage, I'm so flustered and distracted that not only do I forget lyrics, but when I'm introducing them, I forget their names. Mm-hmm. Like I'll look over at Dylan and I'll be like, and on guitar we have this. And then I just <laughs> wait for the name to come back to my head. And I mean, that's one of my best friends and I can't remember his name, Mikey. <laughs> I, do that, I do that with last names. And then like, I also am really bad with like, I always question myself too. I'd be like, and on the drums we have, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh man. It's rough out there. It's a rough world. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that definitely, you know, there there is that to think about too. Like what kind of a band are you and what can you do? But I think that's a great idea. I 
think we discussed it. And I started trying to look up a few bands, and then I was just like, I just can't do this on top of looking up places. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, booking is a full-time job. And I mean, that one day that I got to hang out with you guys and do that, I was beat and we were there I don't remember how long we were there that day but it felt like I was there for like an eight hour shift yeah it was great I mean I middle to go yeah (laughs) definitely get a lot Um, out of it but I feel that Casey like mm -hmm. it's so rewarding and it feels so worth it like oh I'm I'm spending all of my day doing work but it's work towards the thing that I love yeah but at the same time just like you think that oh booking gigs cool I can do that just you got room cool but the mental stress that it takes on top of figuring out your look figuring out your sound writing new songs uh coming up with merch ideas i mean being in a band is a lot of work it's an endless job like there's always yeah that can be done you know yeah things that could be better and my Ah. my latest joke is that i feel like i'm the leslie nope of (laughs) musicians Like, you just keep going you have like a yeah. 17 thick thick binders full of seriously <laughs> i'm not joking i have like a bag of like a whole bunch of spiral bound notebooks of like different <laughs> classes i'm taking and where i'm booking and what i'm writing and what i'm and like every morning i wake up and i'll like start doing my to-do list and i have like 10 million things to do on it <laughs> oh i i like what was it the other day oh i was watching i was re-watching it and there was one point where she's like, yeah, and I have, I work six days and I have one day off a week. And I think I might take that day to go to law school. And I went, ow, I feel attacked. <laughs> I will say, if I ever am talking to anyone about you when you're not there, it's always, every time anybody has anything to say, it's always, she works harder than anybody I know. She's really? always working. Yes, 100%. And it's never like, And it's never half-assed like work. It's always like even yesterday you launched your Instagram account for um, your new writer's round and how good all of that looked already. And I was just like, where do you have the time? (laughs) Do you sleep? (laughs) I always think of that scene from Elf where like, it's like the first night, first night, Buddy the Elf is at uh, his dad's apartment and they wake up and the, the the place is decorated and he made this rocking horse and he's like I got a full 40 minutes <laughs> like when they asked him how much sleep he got <laughs> he's like I'm fine <laughs> I, I do this all the time <laughs> uh, yeah but like I've said on other episodes it's not always a healthy working it's <laughs> sometimes yeah you're but, just doing it to fill but, yeah. I mean you produce quality work and like so yeah it's a seriously amazing quality or talent you know to have like <laughs> I love you girls so much us, gosh <laughs> um, yes. but yeah going back to the topic the it it does take a lot out of you though and it takes a yeah. long time and I kind of started to like I tried to break it up where I was like okay Tuesday mornings from this time to this time, I just email like maybe five places. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then I'll, I wait a week because also I don't want to like send out a whole bunch of emails that are like, we're booking for July and August. And then if I get anything back and then I'm booked now for July and August and then those other places start getting back and then I'm like, oh, I can't now. 
we're more mm-hmm. looking at this date. So lately I've been kind of giving it like a week in between. Mm-hmm. But the last few weeks I respond. But the last few weeks I haven't touched anything. <laughs> but... I remember when we were we did explore the idea of looking for another band to book with us because that's specifically what that venue had wanted um, for their performers. And I I think we we were gonna do it or we were gonna attempt to do it, but decided, you know, it's our first one, let's just try and done and so we explored like a different thing after that but I yeah know, I would I would love to do that because I think like as I've learned over the year how important having relationships with other musicians and just you know people you can rely on like it's it's important so like if it's another band in another that could you know you could lean on and then they could come lean on you you know we need to grow this sisterhood outside of. <laughs> exactly. Because it's hard to get in there and, and, you know, with just the venues. And so if you can kind of work together with other groups who are also trying, they have the same goal in mind, you know, why not help each other out? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was talking to someone the other day about just kind of off topic, but like about our, our little friendship group that we have now and they're like how long have you all been friends and I'm like I mean we've all separately been friends for a little while but I would say like the group formed around the time that Behave came out and they were like what like that was just a few months ago and I'm like yeah but we found a connection and we love each other and we're here to support each other and that's that and and it just it, I love it so much. I'm so happy that it happened. But, and then I, I, I had said, and, and like, we're bringing people in slowly, <laughs> like, just like, oh, hey, come, come join us. So now we just need to start reaching outside of our town and being like, come join us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a cult, but it's fine. <laughs> it's a fun cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a it's the good kind of cult, you guys. Yes. Right. Some of them aren't so bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm not. No. Um, <laughs> well, I am a little bit. <laughs> As you make like these <laughs> big old eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, wouldn't, um, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> but yeah, he was like that's so cool that you guys just like formed this friendship and then like I love the idea too that we're just like you said we're there for each other like we help we're not afraid to share like our knowledge with each other or help each other with a project or we've like formed this little and I hear that this happens a lot in rap too where like different artists come together and then they just collaborate together and help each other and trade services for each other all the time and yeah. I feel like we've formed that just with a whole bunch of badass women. Yeah. <laughs> like... I always say this. I mean, there's, you know, I think a lot of times people don't see this kind of thing often because they're just like, oh, well, you know, if, if this person makes it, then there's no room for me. And that's not the case at all. We all do different things. We all offer different services and there's room for literally everyone. 
everyone has the room to be successful. And because all of us have embodied that and believe in that there's, you know, absolutely no reason why, you know, one of us gets information. We can't just be like, Oh, cool. Hear about this. And then maybe this information doesn't pertain the best to me and my band, but I know it's going to work for somebody else. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've often feel like there's just so much gatekeeping in the music industry and like, why? Yeah. Why? I so many of us love music. Like, why are we, why are we hogging this information? Yeah, let, let them all play. Let the music play. Um, right. Yeah. I, I struggled a lot with that personally, like with withholding or withholding information or, you know, uh, feeling like, you know, cause I tend to struggle with uh, comparing myself a lot. It's gotten infinitely better since uniting with all these women and like really feeling like supported by other women and supported by other musicians you know not feeling like it was this big competition like we're all making art why can't we just some art and like yeah like so I it's something I I I think is very important now like um, help each other out like because more music just it's not a bad thing. <laughs> I keep bringing no, up that I think that we're we're entering a renaissance after 2022. And you're not going to get to hear all of that if you keep hiding everything from each other. Exactly. Like, so. I always think of, um, you know, like the late 60s, early 70s, Laurel Canyon, like folk scene and how, you know, there was uh, a... Carol King and James Taylor and Joni Mitchell, whose blue came out 50 years ago yesterday. Oh. And then you got, you know, Crosby, Stills and Nash. And you got all these different bands that they all knew each other. They were all yeah. like friends or, you know, a rival, like respectful rivals, or they were yeah. dating each other or whatever the case yeah. may be. But like, because they were all together and they were all me- making music, they were all regardless of their feelings for each other. Um, and they were inspiring each other to make some of the best music I've ever heard. My yes. favorite albums of all time were all created at the same time. Like when Tapestry by Carole King was being recorded, Blue by Joni Mitchell was being recorded in the studio right next to her. And then the Carpenters album, the Carpenters was in the next studio over. And then they all were helping each other out, singing yeah. harmonies on each other's music. And like, that's what I want. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not all in the same band, but we're all, you know, we're all creating music that inspires each other. Yeah. And I think that's when the best music thrives. So, and I'm, I'm so excited about this. So this kind of brings up the songwriters round. Like when James called me and he was like, I just went to Nashville and there's so many good songwriters out here and I want to start something like that, but I want you to co-promote with me because we don't have any female promoters out here and I'd like to have a female promoter and, I was like, yes, yes. And I'm so excited about it because it like we were talking about it. We had a meeting the other day and we're like, we can take any genre really. And the person can strip it back and play it on that stage. And we can all be equal and play music together and Mm -hmm. get to know Mm -hmm. more people. And I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to see like who comes in that we we get inspired by next and who we yeah. get because I know I love collaborating with you girls on everything like I just yes. me too 
by the way, Janelle, I have Walking Storm on the list for July 3rd. Oh. And I might need you to sing some oh. back up on it. Okay. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> I seriously got chills, though, as you were talking about all those artists, Casey, like, because because that's it, that's exactly what happened. They were all influenced by one another, and then we got all this incredible music out of it. Yeah, like, ah, it's it's so amazing to see artists just support each other. Yeah, whether it's like personally or just to make more music, like I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, definitely. I don't I don't take pleasure in watching like artist feuds and like. Mm-hmm. all that sort of thing or or you know being a part of one group of people that like don't like another group like mm-hmm. I don't know like there's certain uh, certain <laughs> you know factions of the music industry they're like well the music I make is serious and cool the music that they're making over there isn't and it's like who gives a fuck you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> or ultimately, the last yeah. time I checked we're all playing the same venues so mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's not a race boys it's not a race right we're all just making music <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's no finish line like no not at all race. it feels like that's that's what's hard about it actually what can be hard about it is that it feels like you're you're gonna get to this finish line but there, there really never isn't but that's also kind of cool because it's an endless you know it's um, an endless journey yeah yeah it's it's like life i'm gonna write that down (laughs) excuse me while i go put that in (laughs) (laughs) um no uh but seriously like and then with also like i got chills when you were talking about that because i feel like that's what we're creating for ourselves right here too i agree yeah some version of music that wouldn't have been written if we, you know, hadn't all gotten together, like, you know, even like with like our own personal experiences, you know, with our health and stuff and like talking to each other, like produced all this music too. Like I wrote a new song recently and I know I did too, Casey. And it yeah. is just constantly writing. Not to say that we made that, but like just influences of each other can like, really affect like the well okay so like for example the other day i i wrote that's i the walking storm song i was just talking about there's a few of them actually now but like i had sent janelle lyrics and i was like are these good (laughs) and she goes i have a melody (laughs) oh my god we wrote this song she came over one night we had a songwriting day like right after my surgery and we wrote the whole song and I'm obsessed fun. with it. It's one of my favorite songs, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it's because like, and, and now it has a story of like, I worked with one of my girls on this. I think it's the same with Behave. Yeah. Like, okay. Behave is so much more special to me because it formed this. And then Leo, like when we were talking about that, he also was like, because I had said, well, it's like I wrote this song and I knew that I wanted to be girl, like my girls to be a part of it. I didn't know that it would like form this group that we have now. And I'm so thankful for that. And he was like, do you realize what you just said? And I'm like, what? And he goes, 
it started because you wrote a song and i was like yeah <laughs> so uh, that kind of encouraged me to keep writing too like well, good because you got a lot in there mm-hmm. I was, holy crap <laughs> like, i was like the the idea that that something's so great like our little group of girls or women or queens or whatever um started because of a song like that we were all friends kind of off on the side but then like we all bonded during that is really cool to me yeah and i want more experiences like that so anyway this was supposed to be about tour and now we're just like I love you. You love me. We've we've got on yeah. that. I posted this morning on Instagram. I was like, me and my girls are like that couple that make you want to throw up. <laughs> 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 yeah. Good. Let them look. <laughs> so anyway, we will end on that happy note. <laughs> I love you guys so, so much. Um, love you. <laughs> go follow Janelle on all social medias at Janelle Crampton Music uh, mm-hmm. and JanelleCramptonMusic.com. Go follow Casey at Casey from Rogue or at yeah. Rogue exclamation mark point mark. Point. point but it's the same point. thing it's all this dude yeah no <laughs> rogue exclamation point i still four years later I'm, I'm like wait is that is that her name is that how you say it <laughs> <laughs> whoops my bad i'll find it eventually <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that, yeah um i every time it's like that last name thing it's the same thing every time i go to say it i'm like rogue exclamation something <laughs> yeah no <laughs> It fits well because my last name is spelt the way it is. So I just like everything in my life to be really complicated for everybody else. Okay. <laughs> it's a good reason. So anyway, we will be back sometime, probably within the next few weeks to talk about something that I don't know yet because I haven't written the blog yet. Hey. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.